What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the FN Story. Today, we're doing a preview for the FNCS Invitational. Going to be covering a lot of things, so what I want to go over is going to be predictions, but first, we got to talk about major storylines, some head-scratching things that are going on and how exactly I see them playing out, talk about the off-spawn battles and where they are, and then finalize with who I think is going to win the FNCS Invitational. So I'm super excited to dive into this. It is only going to be myself. I've watched basically every team that's going to be playing here. So I have pretty good knowledge as to who's going to be doing what, how everything's going to play out. Although, you know, it's Fortnite. There's always some things that you can't see or talk about. Now, if you guys are listening on a podcast or audio platform, I do recommend going over to the FN Story YouTube channel, leaving us a like and subscribe, but also watching because there's some visuals that go along with this as far as placements and where everybody's landing. So let's dive right into it. Let's talk about the big storylines and what is going going on during the Invitational. The first one I want to cover is going to be Muzz and Looter. These two have pretty much gone all over the world. And I say that it's really just been the U.S. and Australia. But they've bounced back and forth. What was the best trio, Muzz, Looter, and Speedy, in FNCS, in Australia, in OCE. They were winning back-to-back. They came over the whole trio back in trio times to NA to try and compete, and it didn't work out as planned. Since then, Looter's gone back to OCE. He got himself a spot with Volks, and unfortunately, Volks is not able to participate in the FNCS Invitational. So what does Looter do? He hits up his boy Muzz, who's still in NA, still been killing it, absolutely dominating over in the region and become a top player in North America. Muzz is like, yeah, dude, let's play the FNCS Invitational. So those two pair together, I think they started playing, I want to say, week three or week four of the Divisional Cups, got themselves in, and have been performing very, very well in the Elite Cup Weekly Finals. So that's a duo I want to watch out for that I think has an amazing storyline of going from one region, then going back then coming back together, playing together once again. And, you know, it is unfortunate, the circumstances that goes around it, but a Muzz and Looter, the duo's back together. They're playing pretty well, uh, and we'll talk about them a little later on with some off-spawn stuff that they have going on. Now, the other duo that I think is really important to talk about because, in my opinion, they are the best duo around the world that has really stolen the stage this year relatively unknown going into this year but Malabuka and Mustache have become one of if not the best duo in the world they have been absolutely dominant and you know just talking to people the highlight the spotlight everything is shining on them they are playing so well although they are conned and we'll talk about that there later on in the off-spawn stuff after we get through some major storylines. These two have developed a play style, developed a way of dominating a lobby that is unlike really anyone I've seen before. They are a terror in the mid-ground and pretty much just pick people off at will. I think they are one of the craziest skilled most incredible competitors that we'll get to see here and I hope it really shines for them when we do finally get to see them play in the FNCS Invitational. Next we got three. Three goats. Three potential people that can be putting the goat on their name. The greatest of all time competing in this lobby. This has been a conversation that's gone on for so long. So many people are constantly talking about, oh, this person's the GOAT, this person's the GOAT, no, that person. Oh, well, I think today we finally get a chance to have someone put their name solidly in the GOAT conversation above everybody else. And 
This is only temporary because, again, Fortnite's still going on. It's not. It's ta- like talking about Kobe and LeBron being the goats when both of them are still playing the game. And so it's hard for one person to definitively pull themselves away from the pack. But I think there is an opportunity, at least for three players during this tournament. For me, Booga is going to be one. The solo World Cup champion has now won multiple FNCSs, finished top three in every FNCS this year. And when it looked like that elusive FNCS championship was never going to happen, they've now flooded him. And he has been dominant, playing with Miro this entire time. This duo arguably could be the best one coming out of NA East. Although, uh, you know, there's some good duos. Uh, We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But Booga has a chance to put a solidifying statement on what has already been one of the greatest careers we've ever seen in Fortnite. If he retired today and never played another tournament, Booga would go on to be one of the greats of all time. Now, greatest. There's a difference. You know, you got great versus greatest. That is up for debate. And I think that debate can somewhat be sewn a little bit shut for the time being but you know so eventually someone's gonna come through with scissors cut those stitches and open that debate back up again another player that I think could solidify this is Taysen Taysen has been the best player in Europe for I don't know let's call it two three I call it two years and the winningest player in Europe Somebody that needs no introduction. The man just knows how to play Fortnite, has done it in every single mode, and has pretty much not taken a break from being one of the top players in the region since FNCS started. He has been one of the top players who's really taken on a lot of, I don't know that responsibility is the right word, but he has become the great in Europe. You know, if you're going to build a Mount Rushmore of players, I feel like you have to put Booga and Taysen right up there. And then this third player, this is a tough one, right? And I I'm, I know that some of you are going to listen to this and be like, bro, there's no way he deserves to be there. Like, that's ridiculous. That's just not how this works. He plays on NA West. What has he done besides finish third at World Cup? win the Saudi event in person with Malabuka. If you don't know who I'm talking about, that's Epic Whale. Epic Whale could solidify himself as one of the greatest, if not the greatest players of all time within Fortnite. Again, another player, both all three of these players could walk away from the game today, never touch it again, constantly will be in that conversation of one of the best players of all time. But for Epic Whale, it's a different story. A lot of people say, oh, he plays on NA West. It's not necessarily the same. Eh, Does it really count if he's won six FNCSs? Yes. Yes, it freaking does. He is that guy. He's proved himself twice now at LAN. He has another opportunity to do it today. And I say today, this weekend. And, you know, he's going to be such an amazing figure for Fortnite. Not only like take it, take video games aside. He's become a person that actively pushes working out, being healthy, eating right. And, you know, maybe not like a doing this a ton, but he does that on social media. I respect that. He's helped become part of a company, the mouse pad company. So, you know, take video games aside. This is a successful man. This is a very smart dude. And he's just crushing it. And I think he'll continue to crush it. All three of those guys we will be talking about here in just a little bit when it comes to predictions, maybe some off-spawn stuff. But let's talk in, let's get away from the GOAT debate because that's something I'm not going to settle. And I'm sure someone's going to listen to this and be like, how'd you not include this person? Why'd you include that? I don't care. You have your own debate. Whatever. It's my podcast. You go go to somebody else's. <laughs> and I don't say that pompously. I just know that that's not a debate that's going to be settled right now, considering I just brought up three people myself, and I don't even know who I would consider the best. All right. 
The other things that I want to cover is who will be a standout team from an off-region. And when I say off-region, I mean besides EU and NI East. I think it's very clear, at least to me, that those are the two major regions. I think based on prize pools, number of players here, that is simply what it is. You can argue that every other region is not an off-region, but... What Epic sees it as based on prize pool, number of players here, those are the two biggest regions, no doubt. And, you know, go ahead, comment below if you, you think I'm wrong, that's fine, I don't really care. But, what are the other teams looking like? Who is going to be dominant from an NA West? Well, we just talked about Epic Whale and Reet. That is a team that I think is easily going to be able to compete for a top 10. Now, whether or not they finish in the top 10, I don't know, but I do think that they have the brains, the capabilities. And the one thing that I worry about, and I don't know that this is a big worry for Reet and Epic Whale, is that Reet doesn't have the experience of Epic Whale. But who better could you ask for standing by your side? What's up, dude? My man, I got you. I have the land experience, and that would be Epic Whale. Maybe coaching him through some of the, the nerves, the excitement, the heart racing that goes on when you're playing in a land. Now, I don't feel this is right without talking about Brazil and talking about the players out of Asia. The, those are my two two teams that I think from an off region, um, including Epic Whale. But you know, I don't know that he really counts because we just talked about how he might be one of the goats. You know, uh, let's let's talk about PH Zin or Magazine. As pronounced in Brazilian, sorry if I butchered that. It's the best I've done. He plays with Quitos. These two, best duo, hands down, out of Brazil. And they've shown incredible flexibility in their gameplay, but also dominance of a lobby. And this is a great thing, but it also scares me because this duo has shown that they are the best duo within their region. So one that comes with nerves. That, that means players are not necessarily going to try and engage them in fights. They're not going to try and poke the bear that is Pegasine and Kitos. But at the same time, now we're coming into a big lobby that has a mass of great players. And where do these two wind up fitting in? When you have the best players in the world. They're the best in their region, but where do they fit and the best in the world. And that's something that I'm really interested in seeing. How do they compete for Storm Surge? Right now, they're currently unconned off spawn. But is that going to be a team that people decide, oh, okay, I see them. You know, maybe they're not as comfortable as they are off spawn. And they're going to try and take pieces of their loot. Or are they going to fit in comfortably? Is it going to be mid-game that gives them struggles? Because Storm Surge is going to be a bitch. Straight up, if you have not played in a super stacked lobby, that is going to be what happens at the Invitational. It'll calm down. First game will be crazy. We're going to see like 92, 96 up right away. There'll be a couple of off-spawn battles, but that is it. Everyone's going to want to try and stay alive like the first two games. Then we'll settle in. Game three, four, okay, you know, be a little more loose, relax, and it'll slow down a little bit, and then towards the end, it'll get crazy again. So, our PH Zin magazine. And Kitos able to capture that moment. I don't know. I'm super excited to, to see that. I think they can based on what I've watched. They've shown me they have that ability. The other team, talking about the best team in Asia, is Reno or Runa. Sorry, I got Reno in my mind. Runa and Peepo Clip. These two, hands down, again, the best team out of Asia this year. Not as dominant and not as long-term dominant as we've seen from their Brazilian counterparts I just talked about. But this team, clearly, you go back, look at placements. They have been the best team in Asia. And they kind of remind me of a Benji and Mr. Savage kind of play style. Now, Pipo is a controller player, so not necessarily the best comparison. But I see them as very fluid. They're not necessarily playing like, you have to tarp, I have to frag. 
very fluid in their gameplay where both players seem to do a little bit of everything. And I think that will play into their favor, that chemistry that these two have, where they're able to pretty much do whatever, whenever, and take over at certain times. Now, if these two rise to the moment easily, they can capture themselves a top 10 finish. But again, with one controller player, a lot of what I've heard is, can they do it with Storm Surge? Can they talk and get through that mid-game? Can they clap back at some teams when they try and fight them? I think overall in this lobby, the mechanical skill ceiling is pretty high. But I also think the floor is pretty close to that ceiling. So we're not going to see a massive difference in mechanical skill from these players. A lot of it's going to be up here in your head. What is your decision making? Where are you rotating? How are you deciding to take engagements or avoid engagements? What does that storm surge plan look like? And just all those general thoughts, that is going to be the big piece. I would talk about Middle East, but unfortunately, they pretty much have one duo after uh, Bleed and Kanata were supposed to play together. Bleed wound up getting COVID, so he is not going to the FNCS Invitational. Kanata actually got to bring in Mackwood, so that's pretty much just an NA East duo. We have Rapid and Andalex. Andalex is an EU player, so unfortunately, you know, not really getting another duo together. So we will see. I, I mean, it it's tough to judge these teams based on how exactly they they've played the only full middle east duo is hold on let me pull this up don't want to get it wrong is spy and fks and based on what i saw from this duo at the gamers 8 saudi tournament i don't know that they have it in them i'm gonna be straight up i just i didn't see what i needed to in order to to claim this team is going to be a true competitor. Now we can talk about OC. We got Basil and Jace. Eh. Guys, they did not play together this season. For the Elite Cups, the Elite Weekly Finals, they played with other duos. Both of them played and played with other duos. So I can't have a lot of confidence in a team that purposefully did not play together that one either the vibes aren't there there's something going on with this team or two they're not taking this as seriously as a lot of the other teams and when it comes down to that it's going to be tough muzz and looter i guess they are technically an oce duo but also kind of an na duo muzz has been here for almost two years now and then alex and bailey i'm excited to see these two they are a super aggressive duo on their own region. They're now somewhat surprise cons uh, about a week out from the event. And my only worry is they are so dominant and such good fighters. That's pretty much how they play the Elite Cups and everything on OCE. You have to respect the players in this lobby, unlike what they do in OCE. And I don't know that that's going to work. Maybe it does. Hey, bro. Coach Timmy has been working with Alex for a while. Uh, shout out to him, by the way. Just signed to Team Power, or at least announced joining Team Power. It's a big one. So shout out to him. And that is kind of my quick wrap-up of the off-region teams. We'll go deeper into predictions and things like that. Now, we got a what-the-fuck-is-going-on kind of moment, man. Straight up. like this, this whole segment right here is what-the-fuck-is-going-on. And what we're going to talk about is, first, a bunch of players that pretty much don't play together and how it's going to work out. The first one is Falconer and Hellfire. So originally, Rex was invited. He picked Falconer as his duo. And then Rex was like, I'm going to retire too. Falconer retired last year. He hasn't played the game. Maybe he has recently. And I talked to him at the Saudi Gamers 8 event. He was grinding for like a week or two before that. But they finished in like the bottom five. Maybe bottom two if I'm remembering correctly. Him and Arkham did not perform well. But Arkham had also pretty much quit the game at that time. So Hellfire, on the other hand, was probably the best player if not top three player at that Gamers 8 Fortnite event. 
he has the opportunity to kind of be like, Falconer, bro, carry my mats, carry heels for me. I'll, I'll get us there. I hope Falconer's been grinding, but bro, he retired last year. Come on, man. Straight up, he is the weakest player in this lobby. And I mean no offense to you, Falconer. You don't play the game, or at least from my knowledge, you haven't been playing the game. The passion's not there. There's a lot better players in this lobby than someone that retired last year. Next, we have all these mixed teams together. And I believe the only team that I've heard plays together, or at least have tried to play a few games together, is Rapid and Andalex. I believe Coach Boop said they were playing some um, noble scrims together. So, you know, a little higher ping for the Middle East player, but at least they're getting some chemistry down. At least they're getting it together. Was going to throw Bleeding Kanata in here. No way you're playing Middle East to NA East. It's like 200 ping. But Bleed, unfortunately, got COVID. Sorry, bro. Wish you could be here. Wish you could compete because you earned the spot. But now Macwood Kanata, this is a good duo. I think anyone who follows NA East knows that these two are some of the top players in the region historically, especially over the past few years. And then we also have Alice from Asia. Unfortunately, his duo Wixie could not make it. Threats is filling in, so another NA East player filling in. That is an interesting duo. Again, getting no practice together. Pretty much like, hey, we show up on Tuesday. I'll talk to you. We'll figure it out. We'll try and play some games together, see how it works. Hey, sometimes it works out perfectly. Other times, nah. Next, want to talk about Chimp and Scram. So, first of all, all thoughts and, and prayers to Spade and his family. Um, he's going through a tough time. That's why Spade is not playing with Chimp. Uh, it's a very unfortunate event. If you want to go see what happened, go check out Spade's Twitter. I posted that his brother was shot. That is... I can't put into words what I would feel like. So, Spade, take time. Do you, man. We're all here supporting you. And I hope you can get through this. And I hope your family gets through this. Now, Jimp and Spade weren't necessarily one of the top picks in the region they had their moment where they finished second in fncs and they were a solid duo that season i haven't necessarily seen it since then um and the same goes for scram he was a solid player i think he still is a solid player but the benefit of chimp bringing in scram even though they haven't really played together, Scram has land experience. This is a player that went to World Cup. He was at the Saudi event. So, you know, taking a young player like Chimp under his wing, being like, bro, this is tough. It's not necessarily the best situation, but it's a pretty good one. I think that's a good pick by Chimp to let them settle down. And the other one we talked about already, Basil and Jace, not playing together, they're not fills or anything. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing not playing together when you're on your own region? That's just weird to me. Whatever. Then, we had a couple of big change-ups thrown at us. First of all, Jew is now playing with Usri. Originally, these two were going to land at Tilted Towers, allegedly they're going to Coney now, so they're going to be conning Alex and Bailey from OCE. Jew was originally playing with Stompy. Stompy had some issues with Sick, I believe, and now filling Usri. He's here with Jew. Those two are playing together. They're going to be conning arguably the best fighters in OCE, so we'll see how that goes. Then... We also have Jackson dropping out. He was playing with Vico. Jackson posted a full thing. Not really going to be committing to playing Fortnite uh, and competing at a high level anymore. But he also said something that I really appreciate. He's like, I don't want to grind the game as hard as someone like Vico does. And I'm not going to hold him back, even though it's a free trip to the U.S. A free, I believe, at least $3,000, $5,000, something like that. He dropped out. He said, I respect Vico. I want him to do well. I'm going to give up my spot. Vico fills, picks up Moraine. Again, a dog. 
Moraine is one of, historically, you know, he won a dream hack. So, in-person dream hack, not an online dream hack. He's got that dog in him when it comes down to these uh, in-person events. I think that is a solid pick there by Vico. Moraine going to come in. They have played together a little bit. And that's kind of our what the fuck is going on segment. So, I don't know. Just wanted to share those things with you guys because it is somewhat strange. We have a couple of duo changes. Some of them aren't anyone's fault. Some of them could have been avoided. But now, uh, if you're watching or listening, this is going to be the point where I start throwing some visuals on. So if you want to see what I'm doing, we're going to talk about off-spawn fights. So there's a couple of places that are conned off-spawn. And I think the most important one we're going is Malabuka, Mustache, Taysen, Chapix, Aqua, Rezon. This is the biggest fight off-spawn because alone... I think all three of these duos get top 15. Uncon somewhere else, a good POI, they're chilling. One of these teams could freaking win the event. And I still think we're going to see at least one of these teams get top 10. But I, I, it is a shame that we have three of the top teams, in my belief, in this lobby contesting each other. And... So I was talking actually to, to Vivid the other day about what was going on. And he was telling me that Taysen, Chapix, Aqua, Rezon have kind of been 50-50, but then also changed their plan. So it was Malabuka and Mustache that were walking away kind of victorious. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know that you're really going to show your hand in Noble or Elite Cups when it comes to now you're playing in the biggest event. So... Where do they actually stand? I don't know. This off-spawn, I think each and every one of these teams, if they make it off-spawn with a decent loadout, easily getting top 15 in that game alone, probably going to be one of the top contenders in the lobby when they make it off-spawn. Do I think all three of them make it off-spawn every game? Absolutely not. I think more likely than not, we'll see one team make it out of here good, We'll see one team make it out of here shambles, and the other team gets quick deaded off spawn. That is what it is. It's kind of going to be tough, but unfortunately, this is the best POI. And I do think there is going to be a possibility. So right now, everyone's kind of fighting for the, this area, the Cloudy Condos area, but all of this has seemed to be free. Maybe a team comes in here and tries to take it. Maybe a team comes and tries to steal some loot. I don't know. There are a lot of teams nearby that could take advantage if this fight goes on too long. One, all these teams are going to be super far behind, so they're not going to have their mats. They're not going to have the rotates. But at the same time, they're getting Storm Surge early due to these fights. So one of the big advantages of Cloudy Condo is there's so much loot that you can chill and farm there. You can loot up in Storm. There's going to be plenty. You have the balloons to make these late rotates. As long as you get enough Storm Surge damage, you will be okay making late rotates and playing in Storm. And I think that's fine. I think that's what we'll see out of these teams. If they're successful, they're going to have to use the movement. They're going to have to use all their loot at this POI to take time in Storm. And that's typically what I've seen. The good news is there's tons of movement we see players like Aqua, Rezon, Tayson, Chapix, Mustache, Malabuka. If I had to pick, probably going to be Mustache and Malabuka coming out on top. What's my confidence level on that? I'd say 10%. I am not confident that they are going to be the top team coming out of here. Although I do believe they are the best team currently at this drop spot. I don't think by much, but... We'll see how this plays out. And hey, maybe someone moves. Just because this is what the drop map says before the event doesn't mean everyone's going to go there. Now, let's go up north a little bit. We got Pink and Anas, Clicks, Dukes. So it actually is the opposite. So what you see on the screen, I believe Clicks, Dukes landing north side, Pink and Anas landing south side. And how interesting is this? Clicks and Pink were supposed to play together. Pink had visa issues, wasn't able to come to the U.S., now they're conning each other at the biggest LAN event since World Cup. 
Just just let that sink in. What could have been a duo is now someone that is contesting each other. And if I had to give a nod to a team, I'm probably going Pink and Anas because from what I've seen, Clicks and Dukes up here has not been great recently. But, hey, maybe taking a break, not taking this as seriously was the right thing for them to do. Makes them better when it comes to this event and i'm not gonna say that's a bad thing i'm not gonna tell someone what they need to do to get prepared so they could come in ready and you know i'm i'm a dukes fan bro i like rooting for the kid seems like a good kid it's just unfortunate that uh they are contested i, I don't really know that either team is going to do well if i'm being honest with you coming out of this contest I just, I don't think so. I don't see it happening. Hopefully I'm wrong. But at the same time, someone has to do poorly. Now let's talk about something else. <clears throat> Synapse Station. Joe and Zandy, they run Synapse. Straight up run it. Con them, you're quick dead. You're back in the lobby. You're waiting for the next game. Bakanon one have been kind of bouncing back between Synapse and the Butter Barn. I don't know that they feel comfortable at either. This is two of the best fighting teams in this lobby, and you're putting yourself in between both of them. Hopefully, they have a better plan than this. Like, I would rather just take this central area than go right here. We'll see what they do. I don't really have much to say other than Joe and Andy. I would not be conning them. Now, let's talk about Tilted Towers. We got three teams. It used to be four. Jew and Stompy. We, we talked about it. Stompy is no longer playing. Jews playing with Usri, they're going uh, whatever the middle piece is. Coney, Cro Crossroads. Little brain fire right there. <clears throat> Acorn Edgy, in my opinion, the current best team in North America East. I, I think what they've shown over the past month and a half, two months, has been nothing but incredible. They seem to be the only team that is showing the results of the work they're putting in. Although there are other teams, I think uh, Pam Stowe and Fatch are also another team doing that. So I take that back that Acorn Edgy, not the only team, but one of the only teams. Then we have Noah Riley, Bad Sniper, Favs and Snacky. I've seen this playing out, Favs and Snacky playing for the south side. They may wind up contesting Blimp. I think the Blimp is going to be a huge part of how this plays out. Whoever wins Blimp probably wins Tilted. At least for this north side. If Favs and Snacky decide they're going to go bling. Bruh. That's going to be tough for these teams that are landing north side. Although there is enough loot now for three duos at Tilted with Blimp. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a total shit show. Although it might be. That's something to watch out for. My, now We'll get into predictions later. So we got Cold Scented, Raised Pars, allegedly contesting each other. I don't see it happening. Straight up, just don't see it happening. You got Epic Well and Reek coming over here too. So there's going to be some chaos going on mid-map. Although I don't see any fights taking place right away. They may develop a little later on in the game after people are looted up. Now, we got Bailey and Alex versus Vico and Usri. This is a late change. Again, may not even happen. These two just claiming that they're going to be landing on each other. So, Bailey, Alex, Vico, Usri, Vico. Oh, Vico's playing with Moraine. I got this wrong. That's my bad. It's supposed to be Vico, Moraine. Um, they are not landing here. It is Jew and Usri. Let me fix that. I lied. So, that's what's going on here. And Bailey Alex had this unconned until about five days before. Whew. Hope you got your plan, Bailey and Alex, um, because I, I imagine everybody else does. The last thing I want to talk about, uh, so Jew and Yushri, they are landing here. I think this will just be, I, I, I don't see this being a contest. I see everyone trying to take shambles here. I don't really think that's a ton to talk about. The other piece that I want to talk about is Looter, Muzz, Smite, Larson. Unfortunately, I think this whole engagement off spawn 
turns into a terrible shit show that neither team really walks out of doing well. There's not a ton of loot. Unlike Kondo, where you can fight and then have the ability to make a late rotate, look at all these teams nearby that if you're fighting late, you will get punished from. So just wanted to throw that out there. That is the off-spawn stuff. Now, let's talk about predictions. So, at the end of this, I will talk and tell you who I think wins and why, but I wanted to break it down. So we got top three, my top three duos who I think are the best three teams in the world currently going into this. Then who I think will be top 10. And then we'll talk about top 20 and outside of top 20. I mean, it's just kind of a roll of the dice. So I don't want to go in picking each piece, but so Let's go top three. Who are the top three duos in the world, in my opinion? Whew. Okay. So, I think this one is not difficult. Cuisine Phenom currently on a tear. This may be one of the greatest runs of all time. We've seen by these two. If they cap it with a victory here, boom. They're crushing it. Okay. They are absolutely dominant. They are easily the best team coming into this, in my opinion. They've shown it in EU. They won the last EU weekly final. They won the last uh, NA East weekly final. So ping don't matter to them. Their gameplay, their high ground takes, the ability to win games, it is locked down solid. And they switched their spot like six times this season and been pretty much just as good regardless of where they went. Now, the second team that I think we got to talk about is going to be Miro and Booga. I know I said Acorn and Edgy are likely the top team coming out of NAEs, but the off-spawn situation scares me, so I'm going to stick away from them being one of the top three teams. Then, lastly, we have to go Giannis and Vadil, an Uncon team, allegedly based on the drop map. They should continue their dominance their streak that they've been on after winning the previous fncs this duo is really freaking good like really freaking good so fundamentally sound and if they don't have any kind of early game issues i don't see anyone stopping this team because that mid ground layer they play is just so clean like they don't really take chances and they're able to sustain themselves for long enough game after game so even if they don't win, they may still be the most consistent team. Okay. Boom. Top three right there. Um, these two, I don't necessarily think there's a specific order that we could put them in, but it is what it is. Now, who comes in the rest of the top ten? Any guesses? No? Okay. Um, well... So this isn't perfect. Shout out to NAE's comp report for putting this together. But uh, this was made a couple of weeks ago before any of the changes. Although I don't think any of the changed teams are going to be thrown into our top 10. So I'm not really going to bother with them. I think we got a Chicho and Trulex is one of the top 10 teams. This team is a meta master in my opinion. They use pads. They use chromes. Movement. Absurd. They're clean. They know what they're doing. I don't really see them getting outside the top 10 based on their consistency. Next, Thomas and Tripper. These guys are so good at this game. Like, we, we all know. Like, Thomas HD gets the credit for being an aimer, being crazy. Tripper, though, is that guy. Like, he, he really is that guy that just always finds himself at the top of leaderboards and it's by no mistake, his understanding game knowledge is always putting his team in the right position. I think this team is locked down with a plan to be successful and really have a great tournament. And we're just gonna we're gonna keep pulling in these uh, EU teams. So we got Cami and Seti. I don't think really anyone needs an introduction for the two become legends players. They are dominant. They are split masters. They created the cami split. They're doing a split again. I think that will cause them problems a couple of games. 
unless they've really created this perfect rotation path where they're not going to get picked off. But ultimately, I do think teams will be smart enough to pick them off at least once, if not more than once. So that is a team that um, I think will do well and will come out hot, play really well, and pretty much just crush it. You know, like, we don't really got to say much else than that. Now, let's start getting feisty here. Let's get the magazine and Quito's top 10. I see it happening. I think these guys just coming out of Brazil, they're not going to have as much respect as the EU and NA East teams for like the majority of the comp scene. But I think the players respect these two. I think they have a phenomenal game knowledge, understanding, and base level mechanics to be a dominant force in Brazil. And then also continue all of that. I don't think they're afraid of the moment. I think this duo is going to be taking a top 10 and walking away really solid. Now, let's throw another one in there. A Pam and Fatch, these two. These are the boys. If I had to pick a team to root for, it's going to be these two. So, come on, Pam. Come on, Fatch. Let's do this. But why do I think they're going to do well? They're one of the teams that have been landing the same exact spot for pretty much the entirety of the year. They take French Split, which is the lighthouse south or north and east of what is that sleepy sound or whatever it's called now and just take that eastern area they, they understand the intricacies of rotations of that drop spot where people are going to try and pick them off they're comfortable they're calm cool collected they're chilling bro i don't really see this team having any issues uh i mean obviously one two games yes every team has issues but i think this team is rock solid to perform now Another team, we're bringing out the NA West, boys. We got Re, we got Epic Whale. Bro, what else do I got to say? I hyped these guys up enough. I don't have to continue to nail this home with you guys. I think they are really, really, really good. And who's our last top 10? Well, I'm pretty much just going to say it's one of the condos teams. If I had to pick a team, it's going to be Mustache and Malibuka. I think they're currently the strongest team coming out of Kondo. Although, based on how this goes off spawn, guys, it could be Aqua Rezon. It could be Taste and Trapics. I don't honestly know. I have to put somebody here, right? I, I can't just run away from this. So, that is my top 10 right here. And let's do the top 20, and then I'll tell you guys who I think takes this entire thing, and we'll go into why. So, top 20, I think we got to put Taste and Chapix. You got put respect on the man's name. Put respect on the man's name. What are you doing, SPG? Why is he not in the top 10? Well, because they're triple conned, and, you know, somebody's got to do it. Okay. Boom. Locked in. Top 10. Taste and Chapix. And again. These two could switch, so don't don't take that as a church, let's say. Next, Joe and Z Andy. I think these guys, not underdogs um, by any means, but I don't think they have the star power of everybody else. The big names, they're getting there. They're creating their, their, their names, and I think these guys, again, could finish within the top 10. Um, anything could happen here. Just gonna say that. Whew, this is tough, man. I think Peter and Peter and Jamper going to be a solid duo. They are. I think Peter Bot's probably one of the best players. Not, not probably. Let's take up. Peter Bot is one of the best players in North America East at the moment and has been all year. And I think we can leave it at that. Jamper has historically been underrated as a IGL leading teams. Done a really freaking good job of it. Led some teams that straight up, I don't even know that should have been where they were to some incredible finishes. So Jamper and Peterbot, as long as Jamper can tame the lion that is Peterbot, this team is solid. Going to go another NA East duo. This one kind of 
I think they will finish in the top 10, but based on off spawn stuff, I can't put them in, in my predictions. Plus I'd have to kick someone else out. So, Oh, did I just do that? Yeah, I did it. Acorn edgy going in the top 10. Cammy said, you're getting knocked out of the top 10. Sorry. It is what it is. I do think Cammy and Seti are going to have troubles with people picking them off and it's going to ruin their entire game plan. But Hey, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I would like to see the BL boys do well. And before I go any further, I would like to see a lot of these teams do well, but that's not how the game works. It's a zero-sum game. If someone wins, you don't, and I'm going to get a lot of this wrong. That's just how it is with Fortnite predictions. So let's keep keep on keeping on. I think we got to throw scented and cold in here. I've been hearing some, uh, let's see, rumors that they're going to be unconned. And not have to fight off spawn. And be in a really good spot. And I'm going to let that let that marinate. Because a top 20 for these guys un- uncon is probably under delivering. Delivering. So. I'll leave it at that. Bevy's Vortexers. You guys may not know who these two are. You will. After this tournament. These guys will have a game or two that everyone's like, holy shit, who are those guys? They've done it in EU. Like, regularly just had one game where it's like, are these guys human? Who are you? And, yeah, they are those guys. Bevies and Vortexers are insane. They're an up-and-coming duo that I'm really glad made it into this tournament. And I think they're going to succeed. Now, another team that I think I could throw into the same mix. uh, No, we're going to go Wax and Robin. Similar kind of up-and-coming duo that's just been crushing it. Although, a little different of a play style. I think Wax and Robin are not the the crazy pop-off moment kind of guys. They're going to be the steady performers within these lobbies. And you may not know who they were beforehand, but you will now. You will now. All right. Let's continue. Now, you got to throw some respect on the Asia players. I think they will finish in the top 20. This, to me, is the best Asian team based on their performance and results. They are Rune and Peebo Clip. We talked about them earlier. I'm not going to go into more detail. We're already almost now. We're into this rant. So, that's where we are. This is one, two, eight. Okay, we need two more. This is a tough one, man. This is honestly a tough one. And it's not bleeding Kanata. It's Macwood Kanata. But I just, I don't see those two. They're unconned at the temple. And I, I think they will be good enough to do it and to make plays. I, The veterans, man. They're just... They are the veterans in this lobby. Kanata's been on a tear this year. Macwood's been proving himself over the past couple of seasons that he ain't going anywhere. And that's why, you know, we're going to throw them in there. So it says bleed, but it's Macwood Kanata, not bleed Kanata. One more duo in the top 20. Oh, I don't know. So this is what my NA bias tells me. Throw Commandment and Avery in here. And this is just a straight gut pick. I I don't think there's any reason they should be here based on what I've seen watching their VODs this season and even how they won FNCS last season. It was sketchy. These guys don't seem to have it locked down. But these are game time players. I don't give a shit what they put on film, or what they do during practice. For some reason, these guys just show up during tournaments and absolutely crush it. That, that's all I got for you. I, like, I don't have any analytical piece. I, I don't got nothing. Just Commandment and Avery are, when the time comes, going to do well. Now, you guys may say, whoa, okay, you got a bunch of those NA East teams. Hell yeah, I'm an NA East fan. What the fuck you talking about? This is my region. I love NA East, so I'm going to support them. Hype these boys up. And now, 
That is why we got Booga and Miro winning. They're taking it all. They're going to be your winners for this FNCS Invitational. And you know what? Haters. Talking to you. Haters. I'm talking to you. They can't do it again. They haven't been playing well. Oh, Booga and Miro, they don't even like playing the game. Miro, you know, he quits, he complains about it. Shut up! It's their time. I don't care what goes on. We've been having this conversation all season. Every single season. This entire year. It's like, oh, Booga and Miro, they're washed. They're not going to... Oh, top three again. Oh, Booga and Miro... Oh, they, they won. Oh, Booga and... Oh, they finished second. Haters. Y'all just freaking haters. I got nothing else to say. These two... You got Booga, the World Cup champion, Miro, and I think this is not even debatable anymore. The greatest controller player of all time. I, I don't even think that's debatable. Maybe, nah. Just, nah. We're, we're not debating that. Those two win it all. That's it. Lock it in. And thank you, guys. Man, that was fun. I appreciate that one. So, you know, you guys... Hey, comment down below your predictions. Let me know. Tag me on Twitter. You think I'm wrong. I'm stupid at somebody's gun. You know, this was fun. I appreciated this. Let me know if I should do more solo pods, some breakdowns, some FNCS style content talking about tournaments. So normally we interview people. We talk about stuff and I, I let them talk more. But every once in a while, your boy has something to say and need to get it out. Now... There's one last thing we got to talk about. This FNCS Invitational, it's just the beginning. The hype around it, it's been building. It's been awesome. I can't wait to get there, to participate as a fan in this moment. Just scream out of video game because we haven't been able to do that in three freaking years. It's about to be awesome, right? It's about to be awesome. And I don't care. Whatever. You know what? Maybe you don't think that this team or that team is going to be doing that well. Dude, root for who you want. Support the players. Hype up the moments. Enjoy this event, whether you're at home, whether you're in the venue taking a shit, or whether you're somewhere else watching this tournament or just hanging out. Enjoy this. Embrace these moments because this is what makes this game awesome. This is what makes esports awesome. And I want you guys to embrace that, to have this full fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the pod. I'm fired up for this tournament. Hey, it's going to be a wild one, guys. Y'all have a good one, and I'll see you next time. Peace.